Women Inseparable, where women connect through the Word of God, with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. What is Connection? Episode 2 of the Prayer and Fasting Series. Jesus is the connection between us and God in prayer. Here's Jacqueline. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Can I just say thank you? You've given us so much. Even just this morning, the couple of minutes that we've been united together has been filled with such peace. We walk in this room, we walk in um, our space with one another, and we can just breathe. We breathe in your presence just by being together as women, as being sisters in Christ. And we thank you. That's such a, a gift that we can't even comprehend, how your presence is so real. It's so real in our Zoom group. It's so real in our Thursday group. It's so real in our Wednesday group. It's real and alive in our online group. It doesn't matter where we are as daughters of the King, we're in your hand. And we thank you so much for that connection. I pray right now that you will speak to our hearts, as Kristen said, lead us where we are as we are individually through the passage of Ephesians 2. I pray that my words will um, fall short to your words this morning. I pray that you'll speak to my heart and speak to each of us this morning. Grow us where we need to go today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Ephesians 2. Here we go. Let's read scripture. We're going to start in verse 1 and then jump to 11. But let's get the premise of chapter 2 first. It says, And you, um, if you want to pull out your pronouns again that we were doing last week, and you were dead. Aren't you glad that's not the end of our passage? (laughs) (laughs) And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Can you take a minute and let that memory uh, pass? You followed the course of this world. You followed the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that is now at work and the sons of disobedience. We see that work, don't we? Verse 3 says, Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body, the desires of the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath, just like the rest of all mankind. We did a study last season on freedom. We did 12 weeks of freedom, freedom to be you. And then all these different topics that we as women poured out. Can you do a study on freedom in fill in the blank? And Chris and I said, yes, let's do that. So collectively, we came up with a 12-week study of where do we as women inseparable want freedom from? And we walked through it. One of them was judgment. That video is available on Rumble. It's there. It's called Freedom and Judgment. It's a basic title. It's a two-series, two-part. In that, we talk about judging those that are unsaved. Can I encourage you to go back and look at that video? And even right now, make a commitment. Don't judge somebody who is still identifying with these first verses and judge them by saying, you're walking according to the world. What's wrong with you? Well, you just answered your question. They don't know Jesus Christ is our Savior. Who are we as a daughter of the King to judge somebody for not being a daughter or son of the King? Instead, how about we pray? How about we smile? How about we meet for coffee? How about we close our lips and walk away? Different circumstances call for different actions. If you're dealing with somebody who does not know the precious blood of Jesus Christ, be kind. 
show Jesus to them. That has nothing to do with our study today. That's free. <laughs> and it's so applicable. It's so applicable. Hold on to that. And on the flip side of that, praise the Lord that you're free from that. And we're going to go into now your story from here. Because verse 4 says what? But God. Oh. Verse 1 starts, you were dead. And we paused. And memories went through our head. Right? We have stories. We all have a story. And many of our stories involve things that we don't want to share. We don't want to talk about. We don't want to think about. We don't want to remember. And then verse 4 says, but God. And all of us said in verse 1 that says you are dead is washed away, making you alive. And you're no longer dead. You have life in you. You have a life to live. Are you living? Good question for today, huh? We need to live. Verse 4, reading, reading scripture, it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace, you singular, individually, personally have been saved. Do you have that memory going through your head? That moment, that day, that conversation, that time on your knees, the tears down your face saying, God, I believe in you. Does that memory wash over? Sit in that for a minute. Maybe write a note to God this week. God, thank you for my salvation. I remember receiving you as my Savior on this time in my life. And I just want to say thank you. How's that for a homework assignment? In the midst of the chaos, why don't you stop and thank God for your gift of salvation? That's cool. Verse 6, and he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The question of our study today is what is connection? And we did a survey of prayer and fasting. And we said, what are your questions? What do you want to know? Where are you in prayer and fasting? And there was a handful of questions that came in that says, um, how is prayer connected between me and God? What's that connection? I'm like, ooh, that's a good question. What's the connection between my prayers and, and Gail or whoever's around us? How do my prayers connect that person? I'm like, ooh, that's a good question. What's the connection between God and the Holy Spirit and prayer? It's a good question. My question for you is, hold on to those three. One of them triggered your head, is my thought. One of them sat with you. Write that down. Where do you want to grow in connection? Then when you ask, what is the connection in prayer, which one of those? Is it, how does my prayer affect other people? What is the connection between God and the Holy Spirit? What is the connection between my prayers and God? Figure out, where do you want to grow in your connection in prayer? And then listen to Ephesians 2. It just spills out of Ephesians 2, starting in verse 6, right? We were dead, and now we're alive. Look at your place. If this doesn't put connection chills everywhere, this is your place. How is your prayers connected to God? Right here, verse 6. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Christ in the heavenly places in Christ. How are your prayers connected to God? Jesus. And you're not here in Idaho or wherever, 
for our online girls. It doesn't matter where your physical location is. Spiritually, as a daughter of the king, you are sitting right next to God. So here's, here's the goal. Next time you get in your prayer closet, next time you're sitting in the car and you turn off your radio and that's your prayer time. We all have our prayer time, right? Next time you enter your prayer closet, have that thought of, I'm not in my prayer closet, wherever that may be. I am literally sitting next to the throne of God. Picture that in your head. Visualize yourself, God Almighty, Jesus Christ, you're there. How does that connection, how does that conversation sound now? Do you ever get on your knees at the couch? Okay, I, that's one of my favorite prayer spots is in my writing space. I have a little couch, put a pillow there, and I love, love that. Do you ever have that moment where your face is in the couch and you feel like all you see is the couch? Do you ever have that? Where you're like, okay, I got my prayer list. I've got my checklist, I've got my verse, I've got my passage in front of me, but right now all I see is the couch. And in a way, you're like, dear heavenly couch, then something's not connecting. Am I the only one that has had this experience? What if we stop and think and visualize and start off with the Lord's prayer, how great you are and think about that? Put yourself in that connection, that physical place that you are where God has raised you up. Not that he's going to raise you up. He has raised you up. You are right now beside God. Have that conversation. Isn't it sweet sitting side by side with somebody and having a conversation? That's sweet. Moving forward in conversation. Have that conversation. Visualize it. Be with God. Verse 6. Not good. That's connection. That's sweet. That's real. Verse 7. So that, what's the point? In the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Can you feel just being washed in that verse? For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. Knocks out religion of all kinds right there, doesn't it? Salvation is a gift. It's a gift from God, not because of your work, because we don't want to boast about it. Where's love and boasting? Puts all everything on you. Well, I did this. I put myself beside God. Yeah, good. How'd you do that? Let me take notes on that. Can you give me a scripture on that one? Um, FYI, if somebody gives you a pointer or a tip or advice, biblically, spiritually, sometimes people do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> people just give advice. <laughs> Will you ask them in response? Because sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, and we need discernment, especially, well, we always need discernment. Have your response this question. Um, where is the verse? Can I have a verse for that? And smile. And if they have a verse for that, study that verse. If they don't have a verse for that, say, thank you for trusting my ears with your words and walk away. There's a little sister advice. In verse 10, for we, and this is going back collective, a lot of that passage was about you, but verse 10 says we, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. There's another point of connection, isn't it? Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Why? So we could walk in them. Sometimes we think we are connected to God in prayer when we're on our knees in our prayer closet. But sometimes we're connected to God when we're walking 
period. When you're in that moment that you wake up in the morning and you say, Lord, thank you for this day. And you don't stop saying thoughts like that until the end of the day when you find yourself back in bed and you say, oh, Lord, thank you for this day. And every word that came out of your mouth was directed to the ears of God without you ever getting on your knees and saying, dear Heavenly Father, how great thou art. But throughout the day, your words were expressing that to his heart all day long because you can't get enough of the fact that God is so big and he's right next to me. And I don't even have to shout. I don't have to do anything. I could just say love you. This is really hard right now, God. And God's right there. And he says, I got it all day long. Not good. That's prayer. That's connection. It's not a moment. It's always, it's in you so that you can walk in him all day. Sweet. God is so sweet. His gift of prayer. Verse 11. And I had, I had plans of doing this section today. Uh, God is great, because that was good. Now, let's see how much time we have, and we'll go from there. We're good. Okay, verse 11. Isn't it great to read Scripture? I love reading Scripture. Verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Verse 12, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. This verse is going right back to verse 1, isn't it? I love how Paul kind of puts us on a roller coaster. He's like, you were dead. Do you remember that? You were dead. And it's good for us to remember that or else we would never be able to relate to someone who is still in the state of the unsaved. Sometimes we get so far removed from that state that we start judging them and we forget what it's like to live without God Almighty. What an empty, empty lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Heartbreaking. I could not imagine going through a day watching the news, hearing the radio. I could not imagine not being able to say, God, how empty. Let us not judge. Let us remember you were dead, but God. And then he says again in verse 12, remember how intentional he is to remember that you were one time separated from Christ. When we forget this, we forget the beauty of being connected with him. It becomes complacent. We become apathetic. We start taking him for granted. Have we ever been in that position where you're like, oh, I'll pray later. I'll do that later. We forget that we don't have to do that later. We could do it simultaneously. Even if the dishes need to be done, you can continue on. Be in connection with God all the time. This morning, my little personal experience, I woke up. I didn't sleep last night, so I finally got to sleep at like 6. I got up. My alarm went off at 6.30, and then at 6.40, and then at 6.50, and then at 7.05, God woke me up. I never push snooze, ever push snooze. I hate snooze. My alarm goes off. I'm excited. My brain is already teaching. My brain is already writing. I'm ready to go, and I'm out of bed. I'm a morning nerd. Love mornings. So the fact that I did snooze four times this morning blows me away. I can't process that. 7.05, I finally get out of bed. I get in the shower. I have nothing in my head. Like It's like blank. And I'm like, I can't function. I'm supposed to teach. I got nothing. And I had a bunch of stuff, you know, new sheets to put on my bed. I had to get the dishes. You know, we have our list, right? 
plus I need a time to prepare for this. And it was 7.05. That precious time that I normally have with the Lord was gone. I had stuff to do. So I got on my knees in my prayer closet, and I'm like, God, I have no time. Can I sit with you for a minute? And I literally sat in a ball on my knees. I'm being very honest and real. And I had no thoughts in my head. I'm like, God, I need you to fill my head. I need you to fill my heart. I need you to fill my mouth with your words because right now I've got nothing. I'm tired. I've got house stuff on my head, and I don't, I'm not where I need to be, where I normally am on a Thursday morning. And I sat there quiet, and I listened to Phil Wickham. I love Phil Wickham. Battle belongs to the Lord. Yes. Came on. And I sat there, and I'm crying. Like, it's not about us. It's about us connected with him and moving forward. Always. It's about being present. It's about being intentional. It's about not worrying about what else is going on. It's about prayer. It's about Jesus. So I felt like that question on my head. Okay, of everything that you want to get done, what do you need to get done? So I sat there with God. I'm like, okay, I need to put new sheets on my bed. I like fresh sheets. And I blame my sheets for my bad sleep last night. I'm like, certainly these sheets. It's the sheets' fault. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that my dog has an ear issue and shook his head all night. Or my fireplace is making weird noises. It had nothing to do with all of that. It was the sheets. Those sheets had to get changed. So I told God, I'm like, I need to, you know, put up hair and makeup. I need to put clothes on. I need to put sheets on my bed. And then my brain stopped. I'm like, okay, that's what I need to do this morning. I got everything done with 15 minutes to spare. I had 15 minutes of special time with just me and my husband. I got to have a conversation with him. I haven't seen him. I didn't see him like yesterday. I didn't get to see him this morning. And I had 15 minutes that God gifted me with here, have a conversation with your husband. That was sweet. That was a gift from God. All because, I don't know, prayer. Prayer is power. He cares about the smallest things. And he guides you and, and pulls you through. Remember that you are at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope, being without God, in the world. That verse just tastes bad to my mouth. Verse 13. But now, here we're back on that roller coaster. You are dead, but God. Remember where you were, but now. There's a difference between then and now. And for some of us, our then was 40 years ago. Praise the Lord, your then was 40 years ago. And your now is today. Remember your story. Because your story is what's going to bring somebody else to Jesus. Use your story. And you're like, I don't know how to tell somebody about Jesus. That's scary. Good. Talk about yourself. Huh. Then I was this person. But now. You and the person next to you. Did you get your prayer card last week? Did you guys exchange prayer requests last week? Did you, pr did you pray for that prayer card that you got? Okay. What's that connection? What happened? Look at what happened. So this is the power of prayer. This is why we share prayers with one another. Verse 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility. This is talking the difference between the Jew and the Gentile. God, through Jesus, separated religion 
and took them to Jesus. Separate the unsaved and took them to Jesus. So it doesn't matter if you have a religious background. It doesn't matter if you have a Gentile or unsaved background. It doesn't matter. Jesus Christ brought us together. It doesn't matter what your story is. That girl that is sitting next to you right now doesn't matter then. Right now, she's been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the hostility that separated us, the judgment that, have you ever judged somebody? There we go again. It separated us from judging one another. The hostility of, oh, oh, you're that religion. Oh, oh, you're unsaved, right? Gone. This is the connection. This is what God does through Jesus Christ. Verse 15, he abolished the law of commandments expressed in ordinances and go back and do a study in the Old Testament, which is powerful and beautiful and needful, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. Do you kind of see the image of marriage, the gift that God has given, the very first gift God gave to mankind? He created man and gave his first gift. What was the gift? Ta-da! Woman. Great gift. God's good. He did the same thing in salvation. He got us. And have you ever sat with another Christian girl and was like, we have nothing in common. And somehow we're like best friends. So weird. Have you ever had that conversation? They're like, you guys, we're in different seasons. We're in different ways of thinking. We're just different people. We laugh about different things. Maybe you think that bathroom jokes are funny. <laughs> I don't. But Jesus Christ, separate, like he, he connected us despite our personalities, despite our characteristics, despite our likes and dislikes, despite everything and united us. goes back to verse 1 or chapter 1. He united us in him. That's a powerful thing that God has done made us into one new man in place of two. Why? The end of verse 15, he says, so making peace. Verse 16, we'll finish with this. He says, and and might reconcile us both to God. Do you see that connection? He reconciled us, both of us, to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. I'm sorry, I'm going to go on. Verse 17, and he came. And he preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. There's no limit to God's peace. There's nobody far enough to get God's peace. Let us not be the one that pushes somebody away and declares them unworthy of God's peace. Be connected. What is the connection in prayer? It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. It's knowing your place beside God Almighty. It's knowing that despite our differences, you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I received Christ as my Lord and Savior. We are now one. So when I pray for you, God hears that with the same intensity as what you pray for me. And we get to build each other up in prayer. That's connection. That's good. Pray, pray for one another and pray for yourself. Visualize who you are in God. See your place and live your life. That's prayer. How about doing this? Little homework, free homework. Purpose this week. 
when every time you pray, whether you're in your prayer closet or whether you are functioning through life, will you purpose to, to see where you are? See where God is. And know, know without a shadow of doubt that God is right there. That's where you are. Have that conversation. That's your homework. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being so real, for being so close. Lord, we know that you came intentionally to identify with us, to connect with us by sending your son Jesus to be um, born, to live, to die, and to raise again. But Lord, it's amazing, even more so, to know that you as God Almighty chooses to be our Father, chooses to sit us right next to you. Lord, just talking about it, I can feel your arm just hanging over our shoulders. Lord, I pray that we'll sit in that silence with you this week, that maybe we won't be so hurried to have the right word to display in your presence, but maybe we'll just be eager just to sit in your presence, to feel feel your heartbeat next to us, to feel your presence and know that our conversation is being made just by being who we are next to you. Thank you, God, for being who you are. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. I pray that you'll be with us right now. Help us to be um, real, open, transparent, listening, trusting, caring, and loving, and full of prayer as we go into our group time. Watch over each of us. Hear the prayers in our hearts. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on Telegram at WI Online.